Welcome to Apple to Oranges, an Apple Plus original review show. Start recording. Right? Hey, welcome to Apple's Oranges, <laughs> an Apple TV Plus original review show. I'm Paul. I'm joined by June. Hey, June. Hey, what's up? Nothing much. Work, man. It's. Yeah. I wish it was June because March is just fucking us around here. At, at least in Wisconsin. No, it is here too. Holy. It's, um, it's been really cold actually, but then tomorrow it's supposed to be like high 70s and then it's going to dip back down to the 50s. Like, like next two days are like going to be like in the 70s. And then it's just go back. Okay. And what's crazy is at the, the last week of February, it was so warm here. And I was like, because normally by the time March comes around South Carolina, like, once it's warm like it pretty much stays there like you know we so i was like oh sweet like we're in the 70s we're gonna stay here right no we haven't and march is again just like last why it's been kind of cold for this for south carolina i'm not happy about it and march is like james mcavoy from split <laughs> You don't know what the fuck you're going to get. <laughs> like, yeah, tell me about it. Are we going to get little six-year-old McAvoy? Are we going to get that fucking wall climbing, motherfucker? Like, what's, <laughs> what's going to happen here? The trees coming down, fucking the wind's just, like, knocking you out. <laughs> well, last, last, hi, Jess. Hi. Joined by Jess. Uh, two years ago, we were, like, in the 70s, and everything bloomed. And then all of a sudden, and now they're all dead. And also, all four dead. days later, we're at fucking 19 degrees. That's insane. That's the body's not meant for that. No, that, it's making mother. my allergies. Um, yeah, because everything bloomed and the pollen down here is so bad. But then, what makes my my allergies worse is this like fluctuation in the weather. Like oh, so when it's this right now. And so I'm just, I'm, I'm not a happy camper these days. I am tired of having itchy eyes and constantly sneezing. Uh, that's, yeah, that's not fun. Do you, no. do you think there's someone that, do you think there is someone out of like, how many people live on earth? Like billions of people. There's yeah. gotta be, there's gotta be one person that's excited for like seasonal allergies, right? Like there has to like at Why? least one. I don't know, but I'm just <laughs> like, do oh you think God. that like, all oh, right, dude, my eyes are all fucking scratchy. Woo! I love this. <laughs> my car, I have a black car. My and I both have black cars, and like we hate because now it doesn't look black. It's got that yucky, it's that tinge of green from all the fucking pollen. Who wants seasonal? No, not, no. Oh, maybe someone's like, oh, dude, natural paint job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Ooh, I feel like I'm going to sneeze. Yeah. Like high five in the person <laughs> next to him. Uh. <laughs> My throat feels like it's on fire. Yeah, no, that's, that's, yeah. Fuck, fuck the weather. Um, 
so just just some uh, housekeeping stuff here. If if you're in the mood in March for some June and Apple to Oranges isn't giving you enough of that, yeah. head on over to the Cinecast. June was just on. She talked about Shazam. Which did not do well at the box office. No, really? and again, it's oh, it was a oh, it was really bad. I think it made. But I don't 30, look at box office numbers. It was it made thirty domestic, sixty like world, sixty worldwide. Yeah, sixty worldwide. Like that is it. I think the budget was close. I it, it had to have been over. Over a hundred, yeah. Over. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it was geez. abysmal, abysmal returns opening weekend for them. <laughs> abysmal. So bad. Um, you know, I don't think yeah. Ant-Man performed well either. No, I don't think so either. Which, it wasn't a very good movie, but. Tom Cruise is somewhere very happy. I didn't see him. Oh, did you see that Tom Cruise uh, uh, is endorsing the new Flash movie? Yeah. Why? I don't know. He saw it and he's like, I love it. <laughs> no, it, I, so this is what so I've, I've heard. So I've heard apparently, weird. which I don't want, like, the, you know, that was one of the trailers that I got when I saw Shazam over the weekend. And it's it was the same. It was nothing new. It was the same thing as the Super Bowl trailer, right? Mm. I just, Ezra Miller... Is a just trash person. Me off so bad, and <laughs> the terrible there's not human being. one, but two Ezra Millers in the film, and I just don't really like that alone. I don't have any desires. He's I know, yeah, like, Keaton, like Keaton, Keaton is Batman. Like, yeah, couldn't you just cut like Keaton scenes out and like insert them into a different movie? Oh, I that know. was called the Batgirl <laughs> movie that that shelved forever. Um, but. It's so what I've heard, though, like, apparently Warner Brothers is kind of, like, beholden to this. Like, they're kind of, like, their hands are tied when it comes to me because it is apparently a very well-done movie. Like, it's actually, like, people who've seen it, people who know about it have said, like, this is actually, this is a fantastic superhero movie. And so when, I I think one of the options for them when all this stuff with Ezra Miller was happening last year, you know, I mean, there was the option to go the Batgirl route and just shelve it, right? And um, apparently, it, it's too. It's really good. I have I heard it's know. a really like, good movie. I have heard that. It's supposed to be like a really, really well done superhero <laughs> movie. And so, um, I don't know, man. But maybe the writing. I mean, I think I. Uh, it's hard to compare this to Shazam because this has Keaton and Affleck, and it's almost kind of like we know Affleck. this is Aff- <laughs> Affleck. Shit like Sorry. that. Man, dude, I just don't want to see that. Like, I do want to see it, but it's like, can I just get just the, the ten part. minutes of Keaton? Yeah, can I just get exactly? The that's all please? I want. Like, that's all I want. That's all I want. All, all, all of this one is just all the Keaton parts. And what sucked is before, like. My favorite part of the Justice League movies was Ezra Miller. I thought they did a really good job at Flash in those movies. This is like, you know, but now. And so when I was actually excited about this Flash movie for a while, I thought, oh, well, you know, Ezra Miller was my favorite part of Justice League. Now. I'm like, uh-uh. 
Yeah, no, I. The, 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 but if you want more June, uh, the 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 Cena cast, and if you're a glutton for punishment, if for some reason you want more of me, uh, check out the one that inspired this podcast, Pop Culture Leftovers. Uh, we're talking about all types of crazy shit, and it goes, it goes, man, it goes in the weeds right away. <laughs> It is. It is. It's. It was a lot of fun, but yikes. We... Are you also talking Mandalorian? No. Oh, sorry. Ah. No. Oh no. Did you guys review Shazam? That's what it was. They reviewed Shazam. I had the kids, and I was talking to Brian because I remember the kids and I were loving that first Shazam. And again, this was what 2019 was when that came out. The first one. So four years ago. So Emma was four, which kind of makes sense. And Hazel was six. Um, And all of a sudden that boardroom scene happened. And that's Mm. a really scary scene. It's it's pretty brutal scene. Yeah. Yeah. And like, again, they're four years older, but Emma still gets very scared of stuff. Like at the screen. So Brian was in, in contact with me. He texts, he's like, oh, I think I might keep the kids away from this one because there is a scene that's kind of scary. And I was like, okay, Brian, I trust your judgment having no kids. <laughs> <laughs> so June, is there like a scary scene that, that that's kind of reminiscent of that boardroom scene? No, but I just remember when I was watching it, I was kind of like, ooh, because I did notice there were a bunch of, like, little ones in the theater when I went and saw the first one, and I was like. Yeah, we mm. watched it at home, so I was able to quick kind of, but it happened so quick that by the time I started Fast forward, it's like all that shit was already done with. Yeah, because I think at the, when it came out in 2019, so my niece and nephew were seven at the time, and, um. Yeah, and I think my sister when I told like when I told her I saw saw it, she was like, "Oh, do you think the twins will like it?" And I was like, "There is like, there's like this, there's like two. I feel like there were two scenes, like the car accident scene at the very beginning was also kind of brutal. Okay, you know, yeah, like it's all yeah. your fault. And so, um, and I was like, and then there's like a scene where like <clears> the <throat> the seven deadly sins are personifying these grotesque monsters, and and I was like, it's kind of, I mean, it's. And I said, I think if I were seven years old, I think I, I would have been scared at that scene. I I enjoyed the first movie for what it was. You know, Me like too. A ba- you know, it like a, a big charm to it. It's kind of like big, but like, yeah. I also, I really enjoyed the comic books and that's not mm-hmm. what the comic books are. It's like, first off, the kid is like six. Oh, Jesus. Uh, and when he different. transforms... <laughs> He transforms into like a fully mature, logical thinking adult. Oh dang! With like a little bit of innocence. I, I mean, like you know, like he's like turning into Superman. Like yeah. you know, like truth, justice, all that stuff. So like it was a little weird, and I can see why Joe Vitale, who I, I'm pretty sure Shazam, who he still calls Captain Marvel, because when that. When that character oh, yeah. viewed, mm-hmm. it, it, it was Captain Marvel. Um, mm. He absolutely hates these movies because it's not <laughs> Shazam he grew up with reading. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, um, I, I had a Mr. Corman moment, you guys. I was watching this movie called Boston Strangler. 
on on Hulu. And you remember how we were watching Mr. Cormer? Like, ah, that guy looks like Hugo Weaving. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of my favorite moments of our podcast. <laughs> so I'm watching Boston Strangler, which is set in the 60s. And I'm like, God, dude, this actress really reminds me of Kara Knightley. <laughs> and I'm like looking it up. I'm like, shit, dude, that is Kara Knightley. But in my in my defense, I think I've only seen her like in like old, old, old tiny clothes, like in King Arthur and Pirates of the Caribbean. I don't think I've ever seen her in something where she's even close to either being like in our timeline or realm. <laughs> I'm like she's wearing like a dress and makeup. Who is this? Like, what's <laughs> this person? Um, but yeah. Uh, so with all this pop culture stuff, I know we didn't say it before. A little inside baseball. We literally just came up with this. Fucking a minute before we started recording, our little Apple pitch. If we ran Apple question topic is. You know, Netflix made Ryan Murphy exclusive. Like, the stuff he did on FX is still on FX if, if there's new seasons, because that's who he originally signed the contract for. But anything it's like going new, any anything new, new is coming out through Netflix. And that was like, you know, with what, what was that movie, Prom or whatever, or Election? Prom, uh, and then, um, then he and had maybe Election shows. too. Yeah, he had like the Jeffrey Dahmer show. Um, there was the, the Watcher. Nurse Ratchet. The Nurse Ratchet. Ratchet Season two's got to be coming out soon. And then um, the politician. The politician. That's okay. Not election. Politician. Politician. Um, I think there was like a prom, like musical thing. I think that was his. I don't know if that was his, but I, there was like a musical movie. It's like with Gwyneth a big Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow's in the politician. Um, but she's um, she's like they're good buds. Like they've been friends for a while. Like she's. She used to guest. She she was like a, a recurring guest on Glee for a while. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but yeah, so Ryan Murphy is exclusive. So the question is, who would you want Apple to make exclusive? And like Netflix did away. It's like, hey, Ryan Murphy, here's a ton of money. Just make what you want for us. Like, oh, his what his best thing his one of his best things that came to Netflix was that Hollywood show. Oh, I hated that show. Uh, well, uh, one of the best things for me was oh. a Hollywood show. <laughs> I'm sorry you didn't like that. I enjoyed I mean, that I so much. Parts, I liked some stuff of it. But I really, I think what really was the Jim Parsons character. Oh, they made him a piece of shit, right? Well, well and then it was like they sort of like he didn't get like any comeuppance like he, got he was like a, he, he was like a hero at the end of it and and i was sort of like i what message is this sending like you are a predator like he's he plays a predatory like this Producer, like harvey right? weinstein type yeah. like predatory guy and then he is like okay it like he's kind of like oh he's actually a good guy because he does like one thing to help out big drama or whatever and i'm like I'm sorry. Like, do you not understand like where we are right now in terms of like Hollywood politicking? Like, why does this character just get forgiven? Yeah, so, read the room, Ryan huh. Murphy. <laughs> I just didn't. I just thought that was surprising. I just, I just, yeah, I just remember being really put off by like what ha- I think at the very end of it. I was kind of like, that's what happened. Like, whatever. But anyway, I, 
I gotta say that that Jeffrey Dahmer show, whew, tough watch, but great show. Yeah, I haven't tried watching that yeah, you one liked just because that one a lot. And... I did like his grandma lives like three blocks away from me. <laughs> Crazy. That's... Someone was killed in that house. <laughs> like, what the Dude. fuck? Dude. I think yeah. we've trick or treated at that house. Like obviously she doesn't live there anymore because she's dead. But whatever. I'm like we're not eating the candy here. Fuck this. Um, no, so I'll start, I'll start the person I would like to see made exclusive. And this is, we kind of got to forget at least one thing. I mean, maybe not forget. Cause I really, I really enjoyed love and thunder. I oh, did Taika. like, I, Taika, I, oh, get, fuck you. <laughs> was that your pick? Yes, it was going to be my pick. All right, I'm uh, going with Taika. Like, like, let's let Taika be Taika. Like, like, uh, fucking, um, Jojo Rabbit and fucking the Hunt for the Wilder People and what we do in the shadows. Like, let's get that guy back. Yeah, yeah, he, um, he would, he would do really well on like an Apple type platform that doesn't really like seem to care about what it puts out <laughs> like or not what it puts out but like what how it how what they put out does like they don't care about like their numbers or anything it's just like oh we like this director we think he does weird shit let's uh see what happens like here's our sandbox with really expensive toys do what you do with it yeah exactly yeah like let's get him away from franchise stuff ragnarok was great i don't think anyone's denying that yeah, a lot, that's like a lot of people's favorite Marvel movie. No, but his shows are good too, though. Like, I mean, that the pirate show that he has on HBO, um, that's coming up in the new season. Was it like our flag two. means our flag our means flag death? Means oh, I need to watch that it. I keep show, forgetting. That show's awesome. I will tell you this: it, you have it. it this kind of I don't. I feel like a lot of TV shows are sort of like just banking a lot on this, like the give it three episodes try. But Our Flag Means Death is a show where you do, because Taika <laughs> shows up at the end of episode three, but it's when his character shows up that the show becomes so, like, be- becomes the great thing that it is when you get to the end of the season. But the first couple episodes, I remember my husband and I were watching it, and it just seemed too silly almost, and we were kind of like... I don't know if we want to keep watching this. Now, granted, they're short episodes. I think they're like 30. I mean, they're not long episodes, but it was, but I wanted to see when Taika showed up, right? And it, and it, 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 it changed the dynamic because that character added a whole new dimension to the show in terms of what it was doing. But yeah, that is one, like, you're going to kind of be like, I don't know if this is for me. It's for the good. First episode, but wait, but wait, like, yeah, wait until Taika shows up. It's it's a fantastic mm. show. It's it's yeah, Interesting. It's, it's so good. June, you you kind of gave us a little tease before this started. You you kind of hinted that that we you might like, like it. You <laughs> almost you hinted like Jess and I would like become violent. <laughs> well, no, because <laughs> I, I'm not a big fan of exclusive contracts when it comes to the street these streaming services and stuff like. Oh, and so like, you're just mad at me for making the question. No, no, no. <laughs> well, this, no, this is a good discussion to have, though. I mean, yeah, it's lucrative, right? Especially for the um, for the creatives, right? for your directors and your writers and stuff. But, like, 
Brian Murphy, you know, he's got this, it was a half a billion, $500 million exclusive contract with Netflix. Anything new goes on Netflix, right? But I feel like it sometimes allows you to phone it in sometimes because if one of your shows doesn't do great, well, guess what? You got, you know, you you have half a billion dollars just to sort of some ways that can, you know you can kind of fuck around or whatever but like in some ways that can make you like drive to like try new things that you wouldn't have been able to do right without the fear of getting canceled or getting rejected or whatever but i feel like a lot of ryan murphy's netflix stuff i mean now i haven't seen the jeffrey dahmer show but so far the stuff that his netflix stuff i don't think holds a candle to a lot of his fx stuff like the oj show you know the well the one mm. season of American Horror Story that I watched, um, and Pose. What season was that? Like, uh, the one in the asylum. Oh, yeah, okay. gotcha. that one's that's a good. good. One. Which, that's a, that's by good. the way, I started Not watching my favorite, that. It was on reruns. It was on a. Re- it was the summer. It was. It had already aired. It was like one summer, and I was like going to bed. And I was flipping the channels, and I didn't know what it was. I just I stopped on this channel because I was like, oh, I like Sarah Paulson. Oh, Jessica Lange. Oh, Evan P. Like, I like all these actors, right? Like, Zachary Quinto. I'm like, ooh, this is kind of a cool show. So I started watching it, and then like binge like three of them in the middle of the night, scared the shit out of myself. But then I was like, mm-hmm. well, I got to know what happens now. So then I watched it and utterly terrified myself. But um, I just, I don't know. Sometimes I wonder if, these exclusive content can almost like hamper creativity because you don't really have anything to lose. That's I, I totally get what you're saying. I I for one have have really enjoyed a lot of the a lot of the Netflix stuff Ryan Murphy has put up. But I'm gonna push you a little bit, Jude. I'm gonna I'm gonna make this like a true fantasy thing that that the work the person you pick it all comes out to your satisfaction. Like, this is great. Like, who would you like to see? Oh, that would be Mike White. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Or Richard Linklater. From before, wait, is he the before sunset guy? Richard Linklater? No, um, no, he did, um, uh, that, that movie boyhood. The one that he filmed uh, over like oh, 10 yeah. years so he, so he could keep the kids. It was yeah. with Patricia Arquette and Ethan Hawke. Um, he has to school of rock. Oh, Days of Confused. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, and he also did Before Sunset and Before Sunrise. Oh, <laughs> yeah, those two. Um, no, okay, yeah, I know what movies you're talking about. Yeah, but yeah, Mike Leiter, Richard Linklater. Yeah, he's, good. he's done a lot of good. Oh, A Scanner Darkly, that's so good. I um, would like to see Jordan Peele so that we can mm. force June to cover horror. <laughs> Yo, what the fuck does he got coming out Christmas <laughs> hey, Day this year? Actually, I don't know. Is but... not scary. Stuff is actually not scary. Like if, if you're they... watching. <laughs> Like no, uh, it's a lot of psychological. It's I think yeah, us it has like, some terrifying parts. Okay, us was a us little like because us had a little scary. more body. Like like I think because you had like the doppel the, the weird doppelgangers from below that had a little more monster stuff happening. But like I remember with um Get Out, the 
the trailers oh, and all the previews make it look like a horror movie, right? Like your standard horror movie. And then I remember my husband, we watched it. It was on, it was on HBO. So we watched it. We were like, this isn't horror. Like not in the sense that we, like that we were thinking of. Like it was, it was, a, it was more of a psychological thriller, black, dark comedy. Like, I don't think, no, nope, I don't think was scary. I didn't think Get Out was scary. Now, yeah, parts of us were scary, but like, yeah, that would be fun. Jordan Peele, yeah. Nope was a cool fucking movie in the fact that it was the first time I can remember that they they made a movie outside in pitch black and I could still see everything. Like just kind of that, te- <laughs> just that kind of that, technical thing was. I was like, whoa. You know, like not knowing what was going on with that movie. There's a lot of scary parts in that movie. Like when you don't know exactly what's happening, especially before you see the thing, mm-hmm. it's pretty and the, scary. And it's got the bad guy from the crow. Because you don't know what's like, gonna whoa. happen. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> Although you know what <laughs> Apple could do though. We got a lot of people from the Disney side of things who don't got jobs right now. Um, maybe they want to head over to Apple because their star Wars and Marvel projects are not happening. Oh, like Patty Jenkins and stuff. Uh, what is it? Um, Lindelof, like his star Wars scrapped. Yeah. Someone else's scrapped. Uh, Kevin Feige's just got scrapped. Um, project. And then, uh, and then, you know, Victoria Alonso, I don't know if she quit, was forced to quit, or got fired, but she's out. She's I don't no even longer know an executive producer is. at Marvel. <laughs> oh, her. Yeah, <laughs> and apparently they have decided to blame everything on her, like why things are not doing so well with the Marvel stuff. Oh. Which I think is a bunch of bullshit. That's a bad look, Marvel. What are you? What are you doing, Marvel? Yeah, so you know, what, bring her over. You know what? Clearly, she knows what the fuck she's doing. Bring her over to Apple. Bring Lindelof. Bring all the poor people who thought they had big franchise projects coming down the pipeline. Apparently not. Yeah, that's wild. That's that's fucking crazy. Like, especially the Star Wars stuff. Like, I don't know what the fuck is happening. Like, like Lucasfilm is just sort of all over the place right now. I am so doing. I I am so surprised and I don't I don't have a horse in this race because I don't know if you can blame one person, but I I am still surprised that Kathleen Kennedy is still at, at Star Wars. Yes. Yeah. That to me is me too, just actually. wild. Yeah. Like especially especially after Rise of Skywalker. Like Yeah. Someone should have been fired. I don't know who, but some some people should have. And been. apparently, viewership for The Mandalorian is way below than what was expected. Do you think that's going to pick up now that Last of Us is done? No, it's. I don't think so. I, w- I think it's a lot of people who like watched Andor and fell in love with it, and then are now disappointed because that's not the same show for some reason. Well, it's not that. No, it. it's. No, I think I it's feel more like that's that, a like, lot Andor was such a well-made show. Andor was yeah, really well Yeah, but that's well what made. I hear from a lot of people. Like, maybe it's not yeah. what the critics are saying, but that's what I hear from a lot of people. And I'm not saying that Andor's a bad show. I haven't watched it. I have no fucking clue. It's good. But what I'm saying is that a lot of people have seen that and they're like, oh, this is amazing. And then they go back to Mandalorian and they're like, 
this is boring now. And like, it's not that it's, it's boring, it's that you can see the chinks. You can well, see a, the chinks in the Mandalorian well, it's a little bit. frustrating because it's not the same show and you shouldn't treat it as, as such. Like, no, but I think it's, it's more a like different clearly, clearly Lucasfilm has people that can make a very good quality show. So if you know that you can make this high quality show, why not do that with your flagship show instead of just banking yeah. on the goodwill of the fans? I was told I mean, it I was like watching quality. I, I, mean, was I told, haven't been impressed so far with Mando season three, which I never thought I would ever say, but I am. I heard. I mean, I'm like, I enjoyed it. It's Grogu Adventures. Like, that's all I want. Uh, like, I don't care about anything else. <laughs> the main distinction I heard was that, like, uh, like this coming from Brian and Joe, who are like, man, Andor was like watching that gritty, you know, like realistic thing. And then it's like, yeah, I do love Mandalorian, but it's like. Ah, it kind of feels like a Saturday morning cartoon now. Like, yeah, my I've, issue. I've, I've heard that, and like, but the, I think the issue with Mand with Mandalorian, though, unfortunately, is that they're getting too much into the Star Wars lore, which I think bogs it down. Before, like the first season, like it was adventure of the week, and it was fun, and it it made it a lot more fun. Like it was like a spaghetti western adventure of the week kind of thing, and now, especially this season, like you're. You're really delving into some of like the Star Wars lore, which you know, like clearly they're gonna try to use the Mandalorian to explain like how we get to the sequels. Mm. And I'm kinda like I, I liked it when it wasn't so a part of that. I kinda liked it when it was its own thing. You tangentially referenced the broader Star Wars world, but um you don't. You're not suddenly beholden to it, and I feel like that's kind of where Mandalorian's starting. It's starting to, I think, get bogged down in all the Star Wars mess of it all. Hmm. Yeah, I haven't watched this week yet, so I don't really. Yeah, I'm waiting. Oh, they're done. Um. Any here? I mean, I liked the first two episodes. The third one was fine. Like, I don't know. It was fine. It didn't really. The structure of it did not make a whole lot of sense. <laughs> well, I mean, it, like, <laughs> unless they're going to do something with the, you know, I, I don't know. I don't even really want that. But, like, the first two episodes were really good, in my opinion. I thought they were fun. But I also haven't seen Andor. So, but, like, I don't, but I'm also, like, that popcorn, like, like, I don't like when things get too gritty. <laughs> like, when people See, like, me, are like, oh, it's yeah. a gritty reboot or, or it's a gritty take on and it makes me tired. I'm like, okay, like, cool. And I have to actually, like, mentally prepare myself to watch shows like that. Like, I can't just, like, sit down and, like, enjoy them. Like, I actually have to be like, okay, you need to, like, prepare yourself because this is going to be, like, always fun and super. Like, even with The Last of Us, like, I, I ran through all those episodes. And I still have the last three because I'm like, this is going to be tough. And I need to, like, prepare myself to actually, like, watch this. See, Even the grittiness really of good. Andor that I think is better, though. I think for me, it's just more that Andor, just as a show itself, it, it was a good quality show. Like, as, regardless of, like, its tone or whatever. I mean, it was just a good show. It was shot well. The pacing is good. The story is good. The dialogue is good. And mm. it was just a good, it was a very well together show and so with Mandalorian it just the plot holes sort of like there's there's a lot of plot holes and things that 
you're kind of head scratchy and the dialogue sometimes I'm kind of like why mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I think so that's my thing with like having watched Andor just before season three of Mandalorian is that I saw what a good quality Star Wars show looks like and you're then, literally describing that meme of a guy walking with his girl looking yeah, at another you are. <laughs> you are and again and it's not really the gritty tone that, that like, I like more I just thought it was just better done all around um like it just the yeah like i thought the pacing was so good the story was good again much better dialogue um it and like it makes its points without like really hammering it in like making it too it's not like which um, you guys know a bunch of star wars and a lot of times they try to make things way too obvious where they might as well be holding like a big ass arrow being like that this is what this means and you're like oh my god i get it yeah sometimes sometimes they do it right though yeah but anyhow to apple stuff yeah uh, jess hit us with the news oh it's time for the. <laughs> I know everyone loves it when I when I talk about sports. So 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 here you go. <laughs> yes. Here you go. Uh, the 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 Friday night Apple TV MLB thing is coming back, but the there's a little game. bit of a there's a little bit of a of a change to it. I didn't even know this, but last year you could watch the games for free on Apple TV. Now you need to have a subscription to watch. Oh, I didn't know they were free last year. I didn't know that either, but that's what that's what oh. Digital Trends is telling me. Is huh. <laughs> you need a Apple subscription. Last year you could just download the app and 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 click on the MLB icon and I don't believe it. <laughs> I don't believe it. Whatever Digital Trends. <laughs> but 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 now now you need to buy it. Now now you need to have this and so what they're doing is they're offering um, for a whole year $70. So you're getting a couple months for free if, if okay. you look at it. And are you getting access to just the baseball games or do you get access to the entire Apple Plus You get Plus access platform? to the entire Apple Plus platform. Uh, so huh. kind of like for people that just want to watch That's baseball, I mean, they might be like, oh, hey, look what else they got on here. Like, I'm an I'm a white man. I love Harrison Ford. <laughs> Check out this shrinking show. Like, there we go. <laughs> I'm a grouchy old piece of shit. Because yeah, they're in uh, major league, they're in spring training right now. Mm. Opening weekend, two in two weekends. Did did we talk about this last week? Um, um, who here has seen the first season of True Detective? I have. I have. Well. Good. Did you guys love Woody and Matthew McConaughey being together? Of course. Of course. They were. Sure did. Are yeah. they back at it again? They're going to be reuniting for an Apple TV plus original TV show. What kind of show? So I am trying to pull it up right now. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it's going to be a satire. Okay. True Detective reboot. <laughs> I was going to say, because I don't think they need to do another detective show because they're not gonna that first that. season was so good. Like nothing like the two of them cannot be in a detective show together again because it's always going to be compared to that first okay. season of True Detective. 
So some of those rust memes were just amazing. <laughs> the two plan to bring their friendship back to Hollywood in an unnamed comedy series. Harrelson, okay. Harrelson and McConaughey begin this comedy series by noting that instead of playing characters, they will play representations of themselves and show their real life families coming together. Fans can expect the show to be about some of the extra fun times they've been having off camera taking their real-life friendship and putting on Apple TV Plus for all. So we're just going to watch these two guys smoke some bowls. Like that's... Yes. <laughs> that's amazing. This is a... Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm... Yeah, that. I like that. Yeah, I mean, they really took us to some dark fucking places last time they were together, so I think they kind of owe us. I think they kind of <laughs> owe us for some... <laughs> <laughs> they got all some so some lightheartedness. Please, please. You really made us crazy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm trying to find stuff. All that, right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. I'm trying to find. Uh, you can't enunciate sh- when you do the McConaughey. Impression. Oh, 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 oh. You just kind of gotta let it roll off your tongue. Oh, I am loving. I am loving his don't new. Don't say the last part of your word. <laughs> I'm loving his new. I'm loving his new show on Netflix where he plays Elvis as like a no, fucking the, secret agent. Oh, you told us it's done by that. the Archer guys, apparently. Oh, is it? I thought I. He said Paul said it was like Archer. He didn't say it was done by those guys. Oh. Uh, Oh yeah, no, I didn't ask you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Archer. <laughs> it was, it was like, like it was like Archer Adventure Brothers had a baby. Well, a because sex baby. Well, you said Adventure um, Brothers. That's why you said Adventure Brothers. You I didn't think, say Archer. I think somebody who worked on Archer did work on this new Elvis show, though. Um, which the the, the yeah. guys behind Archer were also the ones that did the Sea Lab 2021 on Adult Swim. Oh, yeah. I love that show. That show is so much fun. That is that is great. Yeah, there's there's not a lot of news going on. That's it. Uh, Let's jump into main events. Oh my god! Actually, you know what I do want to—they're—they're kind of jumping into reality. I really want to watch that fucking wrestling show. Oh yeah, I told you about that. I was like, "Hey, Paul, this is for you." Monster Factory. That looks great. (laughs) That looks really good. It's gonna—it's gonna show the the real lives of these people wanting to get into the cutthroat business of pro wrestling. And we're gonna be going through their training and, and their gimmicks and their their personal lives. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun time. And we got I am so excited for that Tetris movie coming out. I keep oh, getting previews so for fun. it before like Ted Lasso and and shrinking. It's like and they're playing the final countdown. I'm like this is great. Like, yeah, it's a really good it's a really good preview. Like it looks so, it looks so crazy. Like it's just one of the. It looks like it's gonna be one of those stories that's like so crazy. Like it has to be true. Well, <laughs> you like, know. With that said, for PCL, you guys, you guys know Brian will send you a list of homework. Yeah. And yep. a lot of times there's stuff that that you never would even heard of. Or or even given any thought to. Right. And now when it comes to those, I don't even look up what it is. I'll just turn it on. <laughs> that's the, that's the best way to do it, man. And You're he gave surprised. <laughs> he gave us a movie, and this is this it actually excites me for Tetris. It is called Pinball, the man who saved the game. Oh yeah, I have 
heard about oh, that. I, I heard that too. And that. at first I thought it was a documentary, but then it's got the guy from Better Call Saul. And it's shot like almost like a documentary, but like almost kind of like office modern family style where a guy's talking oh. to a camera and you're going yeah. back to the 70s. And holy shit. Right now it's it's my movie of the year. Whoa. Mm. It is fantastic. And it like – like like it teaches you a lot about pinball. There's a love story in there. There's like you know this guy struggling to find himself, all set against the backdrop of trying to make pinball legal in the seventies. I didn't even know it was illegal. Like it was illegal <laughs> to play pinball. It was illegal to play pinball because Laguardia, the mayor of New York in the forties, his whole campaign was like I'm gonna I'm gonna beat the mob. Like fuck the mob, and then when he got in office, like oh my god, like why did I say that? Like this is, <laughs> this is a gigantic undertaking. <laughs> like yeah. what have I done? So then he's like, you know what? That new pinball game, that's like gambling because that's a game of chance and it's stealing money from kids. So I'm gonna confiscate all the pinball machines, and he did. And he took the legs of pinball machines and he gave them to police officers that made him into billy clubs. What the fuck? What the fuck, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that they named an airport so after this guy. <laughs> Never flying out of there again. <laughs> yeah, fuck that, dude. I'm gonna go to fuck fucking, that airport. <laughs> I'm gonna go to JFK. <laughs> A real true symbol of, of honesty and, and integrity. <laughs> Oh, no doubt. <laughs> but, like, so that gets me excited, you know, a movie about a game that worked really good. Like, I think, and uh, Tetris has, like, this, like, this almost should be called Tetris Captain America Winter Soldier or something. Yeah, seriously, no, for real, though. <laughs> like, the way that the trailer, like, they're, like, speeding down, like, fucking roads and, like, getting shot at and shit. Like, Dude. <laughs> Tetris slow horses. Like, whoa. <laughs> That's so funny. Man, I already saw like Taron Edgerton be like, you know, a complete like uh badass in the fucking bird movie. So Yeah, Blackbird. Like, like I have all the, the hopes that he's gonna be like amazing in this one too. Yeah, but man, it's that, that, that's soon. That's next week. Yeah, I think like when people are like, oh, they're making like, what are they gonna do with a movie about Tetris? Then you get the preview, like, holy shit, dude, people are gonna die. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it's like, what are you gonna do? Like the making of Tet, like that's not a, that's not, that's not a game. Like you can't make a movie about that. Oh, <laughs> Apple's like, hold my beer. Yeah. Do you, do you know those blocks have names? I think either you said that to me or somebody said that to me, and I was like, what? <laughs> Like people names or just like neat like the I gotta look it up, dude. <laughs> Tetris block names. Here we go. Here we go. We got. No, that can't be right. Blinky, Pinky, Inky. Okay, we got Orange Ricky. That's the one. That's like. That's like the. That's like the correct L. Okay. And then like if you if you like invert like like if you flip it, then it's the blue Ricky. 
Okay. So then the Z one, like the normal look, like the way you write a Z, that's called the Cleveland Z. <laughs> wow. And, and, and the invert of that is the Rhode Island Z. Okay. The one that's like a line that has like a little like a little nub going out the middle of it. Yeah. That's so, called it yeah. that's called a Tiwi. <laughs> the the straight up like block or square is called the Smash Boy. Smash Boy. And then just the long line. Yeah. That's called the hero. Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Dave. <Yeah>. Dave. <laughs> So yeah, you're you're learning a lot of great stuff tonight. A good name for that block because that block is the hero. It's the hero. Yeah, it really (laughs) really is. is. Like, how many times you're like, "Come on, I need that's the one I need." Make that giant line. You're just like, I'm just gonna keep building and building. You know, like, come on. I want to play that game. I want to play that game now. And when like I want, I'm gonna start blasting, holding out for a hero song when that thing comes down. (laughs) I need a hero. Like, I do. (laughs) I heard that songs in fucking Shazam. You know, and it's been used a lot recently. I mean, it has been used a lot recently. It was used in Loki. There was like that one, one of the episodes of Loki opened with that. And then physical, season one physical used it. I think in that same year. Because physical, so like when like now when I it, it's it's like when I hear it that's now I'm like oh my god are we doing this one again? It was in something else this year too, or last year that I was in the theater. I'm like oh my god, hmm. like like are like are they just giving this away for free? I mean, yeah. Oh, it was in it was in the He Man commercial. Yes. Yeah, that got me pumped for that show. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. I do need a hero. He's the hero. Give it to me. <laughs> Give it to me right now. Give it to me, baby. The offspring. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. I got you. I got you, fam. You came through. Like a hero. <laughs> like my hero. <laughs> oh, man. It's been a long day, guys. <laughs> I'm taking Jess in for the main events. Oh, cool. Great. Uh, not prepared. <laughs> not prepared. Okay, I'll, I'll find another story. No, shrinking episode. No, I have to do it. Like, I'm still, I'm not, you know, you find another story. Ten minutes from now, I'm still not going to be prepared. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So it doesn't matter. But yeah, okay. So we're <laughs> we are talking shrinking and Ted Lasso today in our main events. As well, we're going to be for the next like what ten episodes or eight episodes or however many long we're going to be. Um, and so we're going to cover shrinking first, and we're on episode two of both of these because this is the first time that we've ever coincided shows together uh, on accident. And- <laughs> yeah, totally, totally didn't mean to do it, but we had, we, this, this is a great way. It's great. Um, and everything's so great. everything's, everything's great. Everything is, everything goes my way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay. So episode two of Shrinking, uh, Fortress of Solitude. So now we are dealing with the aftermath 
of last week's episode where we ended with um, Jimmy getting into, or actually he didn't get into the fight. The fight came at his face um, from one of his patient's uh, ex-boyfriends. Like that fucking rapper guy last night, that, that, that 69 guy. Did you see that? No. That guy that ratted everybody out, he got his ass beat at like a fucking anytime fitness. Dang. Well, you know, if you're a rat. Dude, it was rough. (laughs) I don't know, man. Yeah, he got, Jimmy got his ass kicked and now we're dealing with the, the consequence of that. So um we have uh he has to bail sean out of jail and that also they spark a conversation where and actually before this um jimmy he talks to alice in the morning before school and tries to get her to do dinner with him and she's like she's still not she still doesn't buy what he's selling like he's trying to be a better dad and she's like mm, I don't, like you were gone for like a year you were like out of the picture for like a year and like just doing drugs and drinking and shit and um because of this uh the neighbor liz she gets involved a lot more so she's like picking up alice she's doing like taco tuesdays she's going to conferences so alice is or liz is getting really involved in alice's life and Alice is still not sure about Jimmy. And Jimmy is getting frustrated. He calls Paul for advice. Paul is Paul. So he's like, you're an idiot. <laughs> I mean, he's still loving. I love his character of um, of Paul. Like, he's he's so grouchy and, like, in your face and tells you exactly, like, the shit that you do wrong. But he's, like, also super affectionate, like, in that grumpy way. Like, he's never going to outwardly, like, show it. But that's that's how he is. So... Then we have uh, Jimmy picking Sean up, um, and then Sean is like, oh, shoot, like, I'm going to get sued. So then that forces Jimmy to finally call his best friend that he's been um, avoiding since his wife died. This is Brian, so we finally get to meet Brian, and Brian is fabulous. Um, Oh, yeah, love this guy. Yeah, so he he steps in to negotiate, uh, or actually to to get this guy to not sue Sean, like the ex, the ex dude, the ex boyfriend. And, um, and we find out that he's an estate's attorney and not any way involved in any of the stuff. So he should not have been doing that, but it was great. Cause it worked. he totally, yeah, he totally got them to back down. It was awesome. So, um, yeah. And we have, again, we have Alice, uh, or again, we have Liz, um, we see them, we see her and Jimmy at uh, the conference uh, that is at the school. So the school's conferences, um, she's stepping in. We hear Jimmy talking to Gabby and Paul. Um, and basically they're kind of saying like, you know, since you're starting to take this, like, you know, you're starting to take into your, the interest into your daughter's life again. Like now, like Liz needs to step off and you need to tell her and whatever. And he's just kind of like, uh, okay. he's like, okay. And they're like, he's never going to do it. So then Gabby takes it upon herself to do that. And they, her and Liz get into like this fight, you know, and she's, you know, Liz is basically, you know, like I've been taking care of her and like, where have you been? And, you know, Gabby's like, well, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, Jimmy's job now to do that. So they have like a fight. Um, and then we get a confrontation between 
uh, Brian and Jimmy, uh, because J- Brian is like so confused. He's like, I was trying to help you. I was trying to help you. Um, and Jimmy was basically like, yeah, you wouldn't let me grieve and be miserable. Like I needed to be miserable. Um, so they kind of have like a little like reconciliation and everything. And then we see that, that Alice is, uh, talking with Paul. So she's having her, she's having these like mini little mini, um, sessions with Paul in the park, which is just so cute. I like what that's cute. Like a little series, Paul in the park. Um, and just like, <laughs> you know, like just have like little sessions where he's just like talking, like talking to Alice. Like, I just want all of those sessions and like little mini episodes, like 10 minute episodes of just these conversations because they're so fucking funny, you know, because she like she's she's gone through this tragedy and she went through this grief. So all of these like high school problems, all these high school things, her friends wanted her to go drink under a bridge. And she's like, this is fucking dumb. And he's like, yeah, but they're kids. Like, they're like, don't be an idiot. And um, so they have these conversations. Um, and he's basically saying, you know, like, if you do, like, if you pretend to be your dad's daughter, like, what's the worst thing that could happen? So she, she kind of like agrees. She brings um, sandwiches home, but that's when uh, Jimmy decides that he, he was going to go uh, play pickleball. Um, and fastest growing instead. sport in America. Uh, yeah, like, hey, it, it actually really is. I know a lot of people who play pickleball. Yeah, same, um, same. <laughs> like not even a joke. Like it's for realsies. Um, so, so yeah. So then, you know, it's funny because they're kind of like, you know, she doesn't want to like admit that she spends, she wants to spend time with him. So she's like, yeah, just go, whatever. Um, and then that's when Brian and him have the the confrontation and the reconciliation. And then um, Jimmy gets a call from Sean because he, his parent, after that fight, um, his parents are like, you can't be, you can't live at home anymore. So then Jimmy gives him a place to crash. And we end the episode where Alice sees this black man in her kitchen that she didn't know was going to be. <laughs> She's like, oh shit. And then it cuts and then we're, we're done. So uh, that is episode two. Who would like to go first? Um, first off, I'm going to play the ratings bumper. Oh, yeah. I get a little bit ahead of that next time. <laughs> do, it, do it to it. Do it, do it. All right. <laughs> Start sharing. Where, where are you at? There we go. Our comparison rating system is as follows. If the content is loved, it is juicy. If the content is adequate, it is crisp between low, middle, and golden. If the content is terrible, it is a rancid apple. The reviews may contain spoilers. This is your spoiler warning. Don't be a sour apple and watch the content. Thanks, Siri. Thanks, Siri. All just turned on. (laughs) Hey, Siri. I can go. <laughs> yes, go, Paul. Go. I can go. Uh, juicy. Oh. Ju- ju- juicy. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded juicy. like a record scratch. <laughs> yeah, ju- 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 juicy. Oh. Um, you know, um, um, you know the, the first episode, like we have said in the past that, that we do love that, that this really kind of jumped right off the gate, throwing us these uh, side characters. On the rewatch of, of part one, it definitely was more of the Jason Siegel following him. 
this episode really, really started that of like, hey, we're going to give you these people kind of outside of outside of Jimmy. Like, like we're going to give you Harrison Ford in the park with his daughter where that just that's heartwarming in itself, you know? Oh, yeah. And, and just kind of the relationship he has with Jimmy, like, 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 I, I love the joke when he's like, you know, like you wait for the people you love and he's like, ah, you said you love me. <laughs> like just stuff like that. You know, his, yeah. his best friend, Brian, um, very raw conversation. Like you see why they're both mad at each other, but they both love each other so much. Like, Hey, like I was your friend. I'm supposed to be there for you. And it's like, yeah, but you wouldn't let me be miserable. Like you would not let me just hate life for losing my wife. Like I needed to do this. Like I, like I had to yeah. be pissed off. Like actually what like, he says specifically, which I really did like, <laughs> he says I needed to hit rock bottom. Yeah. yeah. And I don't see Brian being a guy that would allow that because he gets what he wants or he, he gets his way. Um, everything I, goes his way. Every, everything goes his way. I love um, this is where I really started to fall in love with Liz and Gabby. Like, like yeah. they really do make Liz in the first episode. You're kind of like, ah, oh, man, she's kind of that meddling neighbor and all of that. And this episode does a really good job of being like, this is a woman with feelings too. Like, yeah. like she's really like taken on. Yeah, she, yeah, she's taken on Alice. Yeah. And Gabby has a nice heartfelt conversation with her. Like, like I love, like, like it just did a great job. Like, like it really set a lot of stakes. Like it, it's funny just kind of talking about this, all the shit that happened in, in episode two. And these aren't long episodes. Like the Ted Lasso no. episode we got, we're talking like, I'm just sitting here like, wow, all of this was packed yeah, into like, like a 30 hour. minute. Yeah, in a 30-minute episode, and none of it, I didn't feel like I didn't get enough of something. I didn't feel like it was rushed. I feel like yeah. everything played out the way, like, like everything was given room to grow and kind of set the stages of where it's going to go in a very authentic, natural way. Didn't and, feel yeah, forced. Great. It yeah, didn't feel forced. This is the true start of kind of the juicy streak we're going to go on because oh, this yeah. really hits it. <laughs> like this really kind of is like, hey, we're here. You like Ted Lasso. We got the heartfelt stuff, but we're also going to give you some fun. Like, like you're going to think like like I think they did a really good fake out of like, oh, my God, they're going to have that daddy daughter dinner. Like we're going to get yeah. that good moment. It's like, no, we're not. No. And it's like, oh, am I mad at? At Jason Seagal for leaving, but also I'm um, like, no, yeah, he does need to be with his he friend. No, but no, but he, he didn't know. No, yeah, no. She well, he was like, out. oh, did you get? Uh, yeah, he's like, oh, did you get dinner for us? Like, because I'll cancel, I'll cancel no. right now. And I she's like, for me and a friend. Yeah, and she was like, no. Yeah, she probably <laughs> also just. And like in a way, I mean, it's not said, but like in my heart, I like to think like, oh, I'm seeing Dad get out of here. I'm seeing Dad start to live his life, like. I have my moment. I'm going to bitch to Paul because I'm a teenager and I'm going to be like, I hate this. But I do think like, hey, I'm seeing my dad get out of the house. Like, mm -hmm. like all that stuff. Yeah, I really I re and, and the stuff with Sean, like with his parents. I just yeah, I, I love it. Man, this is this is where it truly picked up for me. Like like mm -hmm. like June's three episode thing that, that I agree with. Like try, or, uh, God, trying, shrinking. It's like, yeah, we're doing, 
we're gonna do it in two. Yeah. Like, you're hooked. You're <laughs> right? hooked. They just like they yeah, they they kill you. So juicy. Awesome. June. I I agree. This is where it picked up for me too. Um and again, like you said, like cause you now is like when you get your other characters in the show and you're you're giving them more and you're getting more insight into their lives. Um, especially with the neighbor Liz though, like she's not just a busybody, you know, like she, right. Cause what we learn is that like, she has kids except her kids are all, they've all moved out. They're all like, they're older. Like they've graduated from high school. They're in college, you know, they don't live at home anymore. And so when you're a stay at home mom, you know, and when all the kids you know, and you know, when you have an empty nest, right? Like I think having a teenager next door that needs you, like that fulfills something in her life and not in a malicious way. Like it's understandable. Yeah. Like why Liz, like why this relationship, you know, with Jimmy's daughter, like, no, it's not her kid. And yes, they, and yes, she, and I think she acknowledges like, you can tell she gets it. Like she knows that she, she is overstepped. Yeah. You know, but it, you know, I empathize with her though, because you, I mean, I think it's understandable. Like, Oh yeah. Being a mom, I being mean, a mom is what you, that that's all you've known for like so long. Right. And like, that's what you like doing. It's what you're good at. Right. Yeah. And the thing is like the tra not tragedy, but you know, kids grow up, they move out. And so, you know, the thing that you love to do, you can't do anymore. So she's able to sort of extend the mom role to her neighbors. And so I, I get it. Like, I mean, I, I, it actually was super heartbreaking when, you know, taco night is canceled and she's like, Oh yeah, I, I really, I didn't make a big deal out of it, except she did. She did. Like she had like, yeah, Four oh, different she, kinds of salsa and like different. She had, you know, tor like flour tortillas, corn tortillas, like she different toppings. I mean, she had gone all out, and yeah. So I, yeah. So so I mean, I actually really liked that. I thought it was it was subtle. It was it wasn't it was small, but I thought it just it gave us a lot more insight into that character where she wasn't. Well, she's not just the one-dimensional nosy neighbor who oversteps her bound her, you know, oversteps the boundaries. And yeah. you know what you know, else it told us, June? It told us that she's a really good fucking mom. She is oh, a yeah. great mom. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know, it, what's funny is, you know, while Gabby is right, like while everyone is like, you know, this woman is sort of like she's she's inserting herself too much and like she does need to back off in some ways it wasn't really appropriate for Gabby to say something. And I think you know? Gabby and, learned that the hard way. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, yeah. Like Gabby like, was it, like way out of line with where she was doing. <laughs> you know, and I thought that that was, I thought that was smart to, for Gabby, like she is going to talk to this woman to tell her to say like, Hey, you know, you need to step back because you are overstepping your boundaries. But that's exactly what Gabby is doing in that moment by having that conversation, you yeah. know? And so I thought that was smart. I thought it was a nice reveal that Jimmy's daughter um, is, 
getting help in an informal and not official way, but you know, from here on board. And he is <laughs> providing her a support. Like he's giving her advice and not even necessarily in a fatherly way. It is like the dynamic between them, like he because he is older, he has more like experience, like he is wise in what he's in, in what he's telling her, but he is talking to her like a friend. Yeah, he doesn't dumb anything down for her. He doesn't dumb anything down for her. He talks to her. And he doesn't change like a real the way person. he talks. Yeah, he doesn't change the way he talks to her. Like, he talks exactly the same way he talks to everybody else. Like, well, he, not Jimmy. He, he uses fuck. He's like, he's an idiot. He's not. Like, he's very, like, he does not, like, try to be like, he doesn't oh, pass I'm judgment gonna... on her. He does pass no. judgment on Jimmy, though. He does. He judges oh, Jimmy yeah, pretty bad. Sure. Oh, yeah, 100%. And he doesn't judge her. And I thought the advice he gave her was really great. You know, like when oh. she's complaining about her high school friends and he points out, yeah, because they're in high school. He doesn't remember. Judge you her. Are He's too. just a lot more subtle when he does it to her. Well, I like, think he just points things out matter factly, though. And it's like, and she's like, well, they're so stupid. And then he was like, no, he said, they're not yeah, stupid. But I don't they have, just I don't haven't know. gone Maybe through. He's like, most people don't go through a trauma like you have yeah maybe it's me projecting like future episodes onto oh. this one but i feel like i feel like especially in this episode like it he does it's not that it, he's like outright like passing judgment the same way he does because it's, it's not the same it isn't the same but i think it's still there it's just a lot a lot more subtle uh, with i think he's talking to her not like a kid no no no, no and no. he's not you know, like he talks to her like a real person, which is, and you know, she, her personality is not that of her father's. Like she, I think is a little more in terms of like emotion. She might be, she might be a little more standoffish emotionally. Right. And mm -hmm. it may be something that's just part of her personality where she doesn't wear her heart on her sleeve. Like that. I think that's just who she is. So, you know, it, someone like Harrison Ford's character who also doesn't wear his heart on his sleeve like that is probably someone but yeah you know, I just, but I really like that dynamic and I like that he is there for her and um so yeah this was great I, and honestly I love the lawyer scene and yes I know that Ryan is a real estate <laughs> attorney but here's the thing about attorneys they all you you attorneys all go to the same law school you take all the same classes and honestly like what kind of law you practice is where you get a job after you graduate like mm -hmm. and I mean maybe if you're like I want to do criminal law you go and get you know you look and you purposely get a job in the prosecutor's office or in you know the public defender's office or whatever but for the most part a good attorney regardless of their quote specialty mm -hmm. you can you can practice any kind of law like you can I mean yeah. It's just, I mean, this was like the, the prop, you know, the, the threatened litigation against Sean, it was, it was tort law, you know, like salt and battery. Well, I mean, plain and simple, there were hundreds of, I mean, you had like what, 50 people at this soccer game, tons of eyewitnesses who said that the ex-boyfriend is the one who started the fight. 
Right. I don't know why any lawyer would even take that dude. I mean, I I, I know why money talks, but like, yeah, it seems like a no win case, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Like, let me. And in some ways, Brian reminds me a little bit of my husband. Not the gay thing, obviously, but um, <laughs> <laughs> like not that, but like the I whole like. It. But the whole, like, when, you know, the, the confidence color. that, you know, you have, like, when you're doing your lawyer stuff, which my husband does, um, which actually is fun to watch. It, it's like, I like that he's practicing again now. Um, but that, that kind of swagger that he has, and then, like, the everything goes my way, like, in some ways, like, husband's a little bit like that, too, because honestly, like, things do go my husband's way. Like, he's that guy that is able to find like prime parking anywhere. Like mm. you pull up, like you're trying to go to a concert and you're like, God, we're not going to find parking. And then like someone happens to pull out like right where you need to go. He's yeah. Like, that's him. Like it just, <laughs> he's or he's able to get like amazing concert tickets, you know, for like half price, like the day of, I don't know, like things just whatever it, Whereas I have the worst luck finding parking. I never find parking wherever I need to find parking. Um, and then, I don't know. So I, I like Ryan and, and, you know, and I don't know if this is a lawyer thing, but I think a lot of times, like, they, they there's a tendency to want to fix someone's problems. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's not a whole lot of just venting. Like, like sometimes yeah. I talk to my husband, I'm like, I don't want you to solve my problem. I just, I just want a bitch. Yeah, and you don't right. need to yeah, like you vent, solve it. You don't me. need to fix it. Yeah, I just I need mean, to get it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just want to. Yeah, I just want to get all the bad feelings out. But you don't need to do anything about it. I don't need you to like talk to me and be like rationally and be like, well, I mean, seriously, you know, like, oh, this freaky man, and like, I know this is your point of view, but on the other hand, I'm like, I don't want to hear the other hand part right now. No, you just you say, like, yeah, I know. that what sucks, or just yeah, be like, that guy sucks, or like. That sucks. Yeah. I'm sorry. You know, that's sometimes that that's all. <laughs> but like, bummer, man. You should yeah. hate that guy. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, in some so in some ways, like Brian reminded me a little bit of my husband. Um, just in in terms of like the the lawyer swagger, <laughs> and then like you know, clearly, I think one of the reasons why Jimmy had a hard time like leaning on him for help when you know after his wife died is because Brian was probably trying to help fix things. Yeah. And and sometimes that's not what you need. And so, yeah. Um, Jude, uh, are you just watching these episodes and then stopping or have you gotten a little bit ahead? So I think I watched episode, up to episode three okay. um, and then I stopped because I didn't want to like keep. So I, I kind of want to keep it uh... like on the. One at a time. Yeah, so, oh, oh, Jess, we fucked ourselves, oh, didn't we? <laughs> oh, man, oh man, this last week's episode was so good. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Jess, what did you think? Oh man, uh, this is juicy. It's like not even a contest. Like I, lo- I love this episode so much. Like oh, the courtier is busted out again. It's been a while. <laughs> like oh man, yeah, it's so so good. It's uh, like we get. We get so much of like the office interactions, um, you know, like Jimmy talking it out with Gabby and Paul. I'd love any of those. Anytime that happens in the show is like gold. 
the whole memoir joke was fantastic. With the memoir. 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 He's just mad because he said it memoir instead of memoir. Which is clearly yeah, memoir. Um, like we get we get Paul and Alice for the first time, and Paul and Alice are adorable together. Um, we get Brian for the first time, and Brian is fucking fabulous, and he just continues to be more fabulous. Like the more we see him. Um uh the the parts with um with Gabby and Liz were interesting because like I didn't I wasn't really like I still wasn't on board with Liz until the like toward until that interaction with Gabby and you know she says the she says the thing about you know like I heard you guys talking about me and you called me a mom and I thought that was uh she gets really upset about it and walks away and that's the end of the interaction she walks away and um, that's when I really was like, okay, so there is actually more to Liz than just her mm-hmm. sarcasm. Because, like, at first, all we see is, like, her sarcasm. And we know she's helping out with Alice. But it's still, like, I, I couldn't see that heart in her that I wanted to see. And it was that moment that the show gave it to me. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, that's now I can get on board with her. Um, because at first I like wasn't, and I was like, it, what I almost was like that Gabby, like, are you just doing this because like you miss your, your sons? Like, what are you like, what is, what is going on here? Or like, you're just trying to replace it. And now you're you know, replace them. And now you're mad because Jimmy wants to be a dad again. Like, no, but it's not, it really isn't that. And I, I really liked that they did that and they didn't mm-hmm. make her like the interesting thing about this show is that like it is very Ted Lasso in those ways but it's also very more real world than that show is and I think the they did a really good job in shrinking of giving us the like the really funny and like warm moments but then like smashed in with like with the real stuff like with just the- gut wrenching like Oh my god, like even that opening scene where like we get like Jimmy just like a flash of him and Tia where you're like you're just gut punched because it cuts and he's just by himself like in the dark and you're like shit mm-hmm. and even Alice comes in and she's like what the fuck man like why are you sitting in the and dark and then he does like a, he does the <gasps> Dracula voice <laughs> yeah he does the Dracula voice the, like the impression that he does in um, Forgetting Sarah Marshall when he does the puppet show you yeah. know, um, when uh, she, when they pan back and and we see that mm-hmm. that she made that extravagant dinner, it, yeah. it it really reminded me of when we see that Ted Lasso is making the biscuits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that on the place setting, she's got she has there's like stones there too. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, like, oh. on the rewatch, I noticed it. On the yeah. rewatch, I, I got a, it. I need to rewatch and. Right. I and didn't I notice like, the stones. Well, turn around. I was like, "Ooh, um, she's tumbling her rocks." That, that she's tumbling her rocks. Oh man, um, dude. Oh. But yeah, I mean, you get like, like, and it's so great. Like Paul, like Paul is just like super sarcastic, super snarky. But then he'll say stuff like, you know, anybody who you know raises our kids with love and respect deserves you. Like you should be grateful for that. And you're like. Damn, Paul, I'm just dropping knowledge bombs. Like, yo, I fucking love it. It's so good. Like, it's so good. Like, it. I just, and I love that they're not afraid. And we'll see this throughout, like, you know, 
throughout the rest of the series, but they are not afraid to show these like really like that moment, the moment with him, with uh, Jimmy and Brian, like where he's like, June said it like you, I needed to hit rock bottom and you wouldn't let me. And but they're, but they're not afraid to show that. And Jason Siegel, man, he knocks it out of the park. He does. Yo. He acts the shit out of the show. Like, he's mm-hmm. so good at playing, like, a grieving husband. <laughs> like, yeah. so bad. Like, he's so good at it. Like, and, you uh, feel all those moments. And, like, when he's genuinely, like, like, when he thinks he's going to, like, Alice brought him dinner, he gets so, like, he, you can see it in his so face. So happy. Like, oh! <laughs> like, you, he's you like, got me dinner? Like, oh, okay. And, like, I love how goofy he is with her. Like, and he doesn't give a shit whether she, you know, she looks at him like he's crazy half the time. Like, oh, man, it's it's so good. Like, I, I love this yeah. show so much. <laughs> and if you were able to, like, like, if if you were watching this from the start, from week to week, this episode was paired with the first episode. You were given the first two episodes. Mm-hmm. That's smart. That was smart yeah. for them to do yeah. that. Yeah, because it really you was. Kinda, yeah, yeah. This was a this is a good yeah. way. This is yeah. a good little one-two punch, if you would. It is. Yeah, it is because it really does give you the en- ensemble. Mm-hmm. And you get, you know, like you get all the different pairings of people. It's not just, and we cut away from Jimmy like a bunch of times in this episode. So it's not just Jimmy in every scene. It's like, okay, we get, you know, Liz and Gabby and we get Paul and Alice and we get Sean and his family and we get, you know, so it's not just all about, about Jimmy, which is where the show. And like, we've said this a lot with all of these Apple shows we're trying with like, you know, um, with Ted Lasso, with this show, like it's all about the ensemble. And when it's really strong, that's what makes the show so good. And it's definitely this way in this show for sure. But this show, I don't know. I am. I don't know if, I mean, if we're ready to move on to Ted Lasso, I just, there's something about this show in terms of the writing, I think. Even though it's done by a lot, you know, you still have a lot of the Ted Lasso people doing this show. And, yeah, you can see a lot of Ted Lasso DNA. I I just think, especially doing this sort of, like, we're reviewing these episodes at the same time. It, I'm going to be honest. I, I think this season one of Shrinking so far of the three episodes that I've seen and of the two episodes of Ted Lasso season three, I think this is shrinking season one is superior to Ted Lasso season three so far. Oh yeah. I a hundred percent. I I would almost go as far to say that like, it, depending on what happens with Lasso, like it, it shrinking very well could be the better. I mean, we've said that with trying Paul, Paul we've said this with trying, that, uh-huh. that trying's the better show. This- and shrinking's done it in two episodes. So shrinking, I feel like, is the better show. I'm, I'm saying like, it right now. And the things that we were saying, they're like these. I it love feels natural. It feels natural, yes. right? Like the the yes. little reveals and everything. Like it doesn't seem forced. Yeah, like the, it's, it feels like we're we're on day two of this, like where we started from with Jimmy. Like, oh, okay, like we're over here now. Great. Yeah, and it just everything feels organic, right? Like the. Yeah. The, the no one saying the weird shit. Itself, <laughs> how the story is unfolding, the dialogue. Mm-hmm. I mean, the way the characters are around each other. It feels 
organic. And I don't know. I mean, I mean. Yeah. And I'm like just, also Jimmy fucks up a lot. And that's like, you know, it's not like him like fucking up and then like things magically work all the time like they do for Ted. Like it's like it's not it's it's a very like more down to earth. But they're show, also for sure. delving into like. You know, like we said, you know, you have like the sweet, sappy moments and like the ones that like make your heart feel warm, like you're, you know, like make you feel like you got the nice warm weighted blanket, like the hug that Ted Lasso gives you. But I think what makes sort of more shrinking season one over Ted Lasso season three, like what makes it, I guess, a more substantial show, I don't know if that's maybe the right word, is that the, the sort of the actual like interjection of like real shit yeah right like actual real stuff instead of like you're not taking something and then just simplifying it to to get the happy outcome i don't know it i don't know do we want to delve in it i mean do we want to segue into time or do we have more to say about shrinking i am good we can move right into it i'm good i'm good i'm good okay um, I, I just I have some uh, strong opinions about where Ted Lasso is going. So so this week, so this week, on, yeah, this week on on Ted Lasso, I'm going to go through like the main points as best as I can. So um, we've got Keely in her PR office. Um, she's she's doing her thing, but her office is missing what she had at Richmond, so it's not nearly as friendly. Uh, people aren't vibing, vibing and socializing how she kind of imagines that they imagine that they would. Um, over at Richmond, we have Trent, Trent, Trent. I don't know why I just said it like that. I said a real <laughs> southern, southern accent there. Trent Krim. <laughs> Trent, Trent Krim. No, say it uh, like Danny. Say it like Danny when he told him to fuck off. <laughs> you, you fuck off, Trent. Trent Krim. Fuck off, Trent Krim. You fuck, fuck off. That was that was a legitimate funny line that I laughed at. Um, but uh, yeah, so um, uh, Rebecca's like, "Hey, Trent Krim's gonna wants to write a book about us," and they're like, "We're gonna leave it up to you, Ted." And they're they're all miming no, and so of course Ted says yes. So Trent Krim comes aboard the Richmond team because he's gonna write a book. And uh, Rory's hang like, on, can I just interject something really fast? I am just sure. saying, why is it Ted that gets the final say so? Like it's dumb. Like shouldn't it's Rebecca it should be, it and should Higgins, be Rebecca. Higgins and Rebecca as the two top executives, you know, of the organization? Yeah, I don't know why. And I and like this is good. This is going to be a lot of our like what we talk about. I feel like, but like I also like I don't know why they would have thought that he would have said something different like I don't like you know Ted like we all know Ted by this time like why did you think that he would like listen to your minds like that you know <sighs> okay so <laughs> we'll, we'll get to it we'll get to it you can air all your grievances June because I know there's going to be more than just that one um, but yeah so Frank Kim's on board uh Roy hates this he's got a grudge like tells all the players not to talk to him. So there's a very, there's a very long stretch of the episode where nobody wants to talk to Trent. Um, Cause Roy definitely threatens to like headbutt them through the locker room wall or something through their and, skull, um, through their skull into the, uh, yeah, yeah, he, he's mad. Um, and, uh, 
so he's always angry that's the secret um so he uh great so they're they're not talking to trent um the big news in the football world is that there's a free agent his name is zava He's Italian. He basically um, leaves his old team and goes to a new team like every year, um, according to this universe. So he's like this big diva type, like, um, I guess, makes his own rules, does whatever the fuck he wants, like is a real asshole and just like moves from team to team. So Chelsea is interested in it, in him. Uh, West Ham's interested in him. Rebecca wants him, but like as soon as she finds out that Rupert like wants him, she's like, oh, well, that's a wrap because he's going to get whatever the fuck he wants. So um, they play uh, Richmond goes to Chelsea to play Chelsea, which is uh, that was that I, I did like the Rory stuff with Chelsea. Like that was interesting. Um, but um, so they go back, they go back to Chelsea. Uh, there's a whole thing where it's like uh, they score first. Richmond ends up tying. Um, because Jamie has, like, some insight <laughs> after they do the whole, like, oh, like, Trent Crib. Now, th- this part, this was kind of interesting. I don't know that they did enough with this, but, um, you know, finally, Ted's like, all right, because, like, Trent Crim comes in, and Jamie stops talking, like, with this, he's trying to give them, like, the strategy or whatever, and um, they stop talking, so then Ted pulls Roy aside and is like, yo, like, you need to fucking fix this, and he does, and then, um, so then they do the strategy and they end up tying. And then during the game, Rupert talks to Zava because Zava's at Chelsea because he was going to sign for Chelsea. Like this exact, like he said, like, I'm going to sign. And all he had to do left, all he had left to do was sign the contract. Um, but then Rupert starts talking to him and Rebecca's like, fuck, like, well, I'm going to talk to him. And then instead of talking to him, because Rupert, like, is Rupert and is a huge dickwad. And um, she runs into the bathroom after Zava and is like, you're a fucking you. You're not good. And like you, you won't, you don't play for Richmond because, you know, or what did she say? She's like, you, you only want to play for Chelsea because, you know, they can win or, or no, West Ham. West Ham. It, yeah. These West teams Ham. don't need you. So, you know. Yeah. So you they so don't like need you. Yeah. Like, you know that you're going to win. So, like, you know, the, you have to go somewhere where like you're too chicken shit to go somewhere where you would actually have to prove that you're good, like basically. Um, and so then he hears this and decides like, Oh, well, yeah, I guess you're fucking right. And like, he, so he ends up, he ends up saying that he's going to go to Richmond. We don't get a contract or anything signed or anything, but that's what he says. So we still like, we guess that it's going to happen, but it's not completely official yet. Um, Meanwhile, uh, the team is everybody's very sad <laughs> that Keely and Roy broke up because they all found out, and he keeps having to reiterate that he broke up with her. Um, and then over at the PR, uh, the PR like whatever shoot that Keely is doing, um, she decides to hire a friend of hers that's a model, and it may or not be may or may not be a good thing. Who knows? Um, and I think. That's it. I think I got most of the, I mean, the biggest thing with Zava is that like Jamie doesn't like him. He's, he's going to feel threatened or whatever. Um, He doesn't like this move. And Danny is like super in love with him and everybody else is like super in, like they're really excited, but those are, that's the two like dynamics with that, that I kind of like picked out. Um, And I think that's 
That's I don't it. think there's anything Good else, job. really. Uh, Sue, who's a good person this time? I think June's. I, I think I June's will. chomping I, I on the bit. so much to say. I, Man, I is this a rancid for you, June? Yeah, it is. Oh. This episode oh. was bad. Yikes. I did not like this episode. Dude, I, I thought I the was pacing of it was stupid. <laughs> the logic. I was like, she's going to hate this. <laughs> the logic behind some of the decision making was stupid um what they're doing with some of the characters is dumb like i will yes. say like let's just start with the, the way that the episode ends right so the the way that roy gets over his sort of is able to get over his beef with trent so he can lift the trent grim ban because he is like ordered like don't talk about anything don't talk to him or talk about anything in front of him so basically every time this guy comes around like whether they're practicing on the field or in their locker room, I mean, everything just goes silent. Nothing gets done. It just, everything grinds to a halt. And the big thing is, you know, Roy pulls out this newspaper article from his very first game at Chelsea. He was 17 years old and it was written by Trent Grimm. And the thing is, it turns out Trent Grimm, like he was a baby reporter. Like he was fresh. Like he, this was like <laughs> his first job as a journalist. <laughs> and, and so you know, he was wanting to make a name for himself. And there was, there, there, there's a trend, I think, amongst journalists, though. You, you, you want to be edgy, right? Because you want to stand out. You want to get recognized. You're writing and everything. And the thing is, the problem with edgy is that it can very, very easily just turn into just mean-spirited. Mm-hmm. And so, and at that point, like, I mean, journalists have said, like, you know, the ones like, oh, yeah, I went through that phase. And what happens is you want, like, what you, you start, you, without even realizing it, you're actually wanting things to turn out bad. Like, you're wanting that movie to be bad. Or you're wanting that food, like, this new restaurant's, like, food to be bad. Because writing bad things about, like, they're sort of like a... Self-fulfilling I don't prophecy. know. It, it, yeah. And so, basically, yeah, it's Jamie, like the critic from Ratatouille. Yeah, exactly. But you know, Roy tells Trent, he's like, Trent wrote the scathing article. Like it was the small article, like just for the scathing article about Roy. Called him, like said he is overhyped, overrated, shite player. And Roy was like, I was seventeen fucking years old. And Trent says, Yeah, I was trying to make a name for myself. I was trying to be edgy. And you know, they sort of, you know, Trent apologizes. You know, and they kind of come to terms with, you know, like with that, like a Trent mm-hmm. realizing, like I made mistakes when I was a young reporter, and then Roy finally getting some closure on the whole matter. But then the way the episode, so this has happened, they they tie the game, and then Roy goes into like talking about his experience at Chelsea and why he left, and yeah. he left because he was getting older. He knew he was getting older, and he wanted to leave. Because he was like the hero at Chelsea, I and mean, they still love him there, even though he left the team quite a while ago. And so, basically, what he's saying is, you know, I, I didn't want to face it, and I didn't want to feel like a failure. And it almost seems like he's kind of equating his breakup to Keeley like that, like, oh, he definitely it was. Out yeah. If I just stuck it out, right, and whatever. But I'm like, that's not their problem. Their problem is something a little more real. It's something where they're just in both two different places in their lives. 
Yeah. Like, like she's starting. She has no idea what she's doing, by the way. Like she has he, no idea how to run a business. Yeah. Like he's, he is making a metaphor, but it's not a good one. <laughs> no. And I think it's sort of, and then it narrows, like, and then you're reducing like his relationship with Keely to just like, oh, he bailed. It, oh yeah. He just, it got too hard. Like you, it's not that simple with them. And I think, it's not that no. they don't love each other. It's that sometimes, even when you do love someone, even when someone, you know, you want to be with them most of your life, there are things that are happening in your lives individually, individual with each other, where it just can't work, right? Like, if you live mm-hmm. in different cities or something, you know, like, where, or where you are in life. Keely has, Keely started this new PR company. She has no idea what the fuck she's doing. She, she really doesn't. And I'm not really quite sure I mean, I think just for a change of pace, maybe have her fail at this, but because the Ted Lasso way is that she struggles, right? But then, oh no, she ends up being a smash hit because she's Keely Jones. Like, there's just too much of shit like that Mm -hmm. that I'm just sort of, and then with the stuff with this new football player, I mean, this this Italian football player that everyone wants, Zava. Zava. I mean, the one thing is I'm getting, t- they've already done this two episodes in a row where, again, it seems like Rebecca's motivation, it's just going to be in reaction to Rupert. Yeah, like, it is. And just, it can't be just that. Like, I would like for her, how about the fact that, guess what, I guarantee you probably not many, you know, football owned teams by women Mm -hmm. maybe delve more into like her motivation is like not because my I want to spite my ex-husband it's hey there are like not many women in my position Mm -hmm. and this is a difficult role to navigate in so maybe the moves I make are because I know I can do better like I know that I am just as good if not better than these other owners of these football clubs that are men and so mm-hmm. I wish, like, why not go that route? And her argument, the actual argument itself to Zava of, like, why he should play for Richmond, yep, that is a compelling argument. How, the manner in which she delivers it, like, busting in on him, mm-hmm. like, she basically loses her temper and then just goes in the men's bathroom, Molly's peeing, and, like, yells at him. And then mm-hmm. that's what changes his mind. I think it would have been better and a little more impactful if it was just hey they are in an actual meeting she's not pissed she's not angry she didn't lose her temper she's not yelling at him she get you she can give the same argument you know in you know i guess in a better way and show Mm -hmm. like hey i'm smart i'm good at this i know how to negotiate or i know how to persuade somebody Mm-hmm. Like, instead of just, like, I lost my temper because I saw Rupert. Yeah. And and, and my temper changed from at you. Yeah. I, like, me screaming at you is what compelled you to go with my team. Like, what the fuck? Was yeah. it the screaming or was it kind of what she was actually saying, though? Like, that's what like, I'm kind of interested about is, like, 
yeah, he seems like a dick, but maybe we're going to see, like, kind of a cool little passion kicked in. Like, yeah, dude, like, have ha, has have has everything I've done just been a lie because I've just put yeah, but myself... Yeah, but she could, she could have still done it and not where she's yelling at him over the urinal. Like, I thought that was stupid. I thought that was ridiculous and unnecessary. This is, like, a lot of it just seems forced and... I mean, yeah, so basically that's, I just, I don't understand what they're doing this season, honestly. Mm. So, yeah, oh. I didn't, I, I hated this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, what do you got? The different seven days makes, uh, I, I did, I did not enjoy the first episode. I, I like this one a lot more than June does. Um <laughs> I felt I felt like there was a return to form. Uh, oh. <laughs> to me, the end set it up of the end for me was kind of like here comes the end game because it ended with Ted contemplating like shit, dude, what am I doing here? I should not that he should have stuck it out with his ex wife and enjoyed it, but yes, yeah, probably right. should be at home with your kid enjoying it. Yeah, like. So I think now moves are being put in place to get him the fuck out of England. Like, like I think we're get like I, we're in the end game. We're in the end game, guys. Whoa. <laughs> um, stuff felt to me stuff felt a little bit more natural and unforced. And I don't know if it's because Nate wasn't in this episode. Kind of enjoyed Maybe. that. Yeah, that um, was nice. That was a nice reprieve. I really, I did. I loved, I loved how Keely kind of had her Ted Lasso moment. I, I thought that snow globe conversation. Mm, yeah. I really enjoyed that. I thought that was a sweet little moment. You know, we have that hard ass CFO and just kind of being talked to like a person and kind of being called on your shit. I, I enjoyed it. There was, to me, this had a lot more funnier parts than the first one especially the parts that didn't seem like they were trying to be funny like oh, my name's disco when this ain't a party or whatever I that was stupid but but this one i i you know i i loved uh the um william being in the clubhouse kind of like a throwaway lie or throwaway gag to last year where he was Oh, he keeps there. ending up in the. He keeps ending up in one of the closets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just Jamie and Roy. Like it's happened like three times oh, now. Where yeah, it happened great. last year where they already, confronted each other. Yeah. Yeah. He's already. Yeah. I guess he's already in the closet, and then they come bursting in, and then he doesn't know what to do because like, I, I didn't know what to do, so I just stayed here. I just stayed and, here. Oh, um, he's such a sweet boy. You know, I I said last week I was worried Jamie was going to become a a, a carbon copy of Ted Lasso. Mm-hmm. Loving what they did with him this week. Um, mm-hmm. You know, at first it's like, oh, he is going to talk. You know, he's he's testing the waters to see if Keeley's available, which he might be. But I also genuinely thought he was there to console Roy. Like, mm-hmm. like I really, I loved kind of the interaction with that. I love the way I did. I, I'm sorry. I did love, um, I, I loved Roy confronting him. Like I was 17, man. Like, fuck. Like, like you, you fucking ruined me for a while. I don't know. I, I did. I, you know, 
it's not the Ted, it's not the stuff with Ted Lasso that I enjoyed the most in this. I did mm-hmm. think the Hallmark stuff was funny as fuck. Like they suck. Okay, that but they're kind funny. of great. Yeah. <laughs> but they mostly oh, suck. Yeah. But they're great. <laughs> they're, they're really good. Like how he's yeah, I did, and I liked how nobody knew what <laughs> Hallmark funny. was. Yeah, yeah. Like, I love that. Knew. He comes off hard on like I I like seeing Ted Lat like I we saw a little bit of the fight side. He really yeah, stood his I ground with that. Roy, like, like, hey, dude, like, like, and like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> like, you got beef, but you're gonna order off the vegan menu because you're about to cost us a lot more than a silly football match. And I'm like, damn. And then we get like, oh, Mark, you know, he's whispering like, yeah, oh, movie is like, you know, like, oh my god, <laughs> that was funny. That was I, really funny. I did yeah. like that part. I thought that was funny. No, I, I, I like the Hallmark joke. I thought the Hallmark joke was good. Yeah, there's a couple ones where I like, oh, like, like Beard sprinting in when you find out that he broke up with Keely. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, any any of those where he's like, oh. <laughs> I think we're gonna see a little bit of. Uh, I think we're. I, I think Jamie. I think Jamie's problem with Zava isn't gonna be that 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 he's not gonna get touches. I think he's more worried about the morale of the locker room. I think Jamie has really like really put in the work to be a good member of the team. Like we see, we see how good of interactions he has with the team. Now I think he's really worried about, Oh my God. The other, the the one thing I fucking laughed at (laughs) so hard, so hard when Danny says that he fucking, he played a soccer game in front of El Chapo. (laughs) Yeah. That was funny. I was more excited than when I played in front of El Chapo. Yes, I think Jamie has grown so much um, over season two, um, which is actually why I think he and Keely would be good. I think that because I think he is now ready. Like he's now somebody that she can be with seriously. Um, But I do think there's still a little bit. He is still the best player on Richmond. He is still their best player there. There's there's a probably a little bit of the feeling threatened. I, oh, I, mean, I, think I don't that's think that. There. Oh yeah, that's. I think yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I think I don't think it's this driving thing, but I do think that is. I think it might actually be a good portion of it. Like you know, like I think half of him is kind of like I, fuck. Yeah, I like, think we're gonna see him take on the Sam role too, though. Like, hey man, we're bringing this guy into our team. Um, oh my god, and and what's her name? Oh. Shindy? Oh, oh my god. Fucking <laughs> goddess on TV. Oh. Well, actually, <laughs> um I don't have a know, type. No, you don't, Paul. No, you don't. Well, no, what's funny is um the players, everyone is so excited to get and I I'm kind of like, why did no one point this out? Everyone's so excited just because I think they're desperate, right? Because they were ranked last, and mm-hmm. you know, it they're they're kind of. I mean, you saw like they weren't doing great in episode one. You know, like they're two in their own heads, and so I don't even think it's like. I think it's just more like the team is so excited because they're like just something, right? Like. And I we don't want to relegate. We can't get relegated again. And I think that gives Jamie some some leverage. Like they didn't have Zava, and they tied this team. Who, who by what we've been told are 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 great. Like, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, Chelsea. they were like in the top four or something. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I don't think. I don't know. I know. I've never brought them up. I don't think these two guys get enough credit. The the announcers at the no, game. No, they're pretty funny. They're my. They're the best part of like the football games. I've scored with every part of my body. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! When Danny like, gets hit. Scored with your face. <laughs> when at the end of the game, when like Sam misses the shot, I'm like, oh fuck, and then it hits Danny it hits in the face. And then it goes my face. And it makes makes cool. Cool. Oh, Danny, I love you so much. Oh my god! Yeah, I, you know what, my baby is, boy. This is a golden Chris for me. I, 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 I enjoyed this so much. I, I, June, I see your points, but I, just, I just like I, like it gave me that warm fuzzy feeling on some parts, especially the parts without Ted Lasso, which is funny. Mm-hmm. Um, really love seeing like Keely becoming a boss ass bitch. Or you whatever they said last season, but like not a bitch part. Um, yeah, <laughs> I like seeing Roy kind of peel back the layers and get raw. Don't yeah. know if I really like the metaphor to it. And I love Trent Krem. Love seeing him back. I think he's gonna be a fun. Actually, president. I'd like to discuss um, Jessica. Jess, I want to hear what you thought of it. So after Jess gets her okay. thoughts, um, I have a question about Trent Krem. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I'm kind of like in the middle of you guys. So I'm just like at a Chris, um, right now there's parts of this episode that, um, I really liked and parts that I didn't really like, like I, um, you know, this, this stuff with Keely is hit or miss for me. Like, I'm not like, you know, like it's weird. Cause it's like, you know, she had, I liked the Ted Lasso moment with the snow gloves. I thought that was really good. And, but I, and I also did kind of like how, you know, cause she tried, like, she also was like, Hey, like, you know, we could believe in, you know, like, let's try to believe in somebody like they believed in us or whatever to this, you know, lady. And, um, but then she gets the text from, you know, the friend that she just hired of like, Hey, let's get like, let's get drinks. And yeah. And it's like, okay, yeah, maybe, maybe she does, you know, maybe she does have lessons to learn about this, which is, I like that. Cause like, I, I don't like everything just wrapped up in a pretty bow, um, you know, and like it, you know, when you open, you know, you have your, you run your own company, like there's going to be setbacks. So like, I don't want to see her just like ace everything, you know, right out from the jump. But um, uh, let's see um, the, uh, the Zava stuff. I don't know. Like this, this it's good. It, that all all of that is going to be dependent on what they do with it. So I I don't know how I feel about it yet because I don't know where they're going to go with it. Like that's that's a hard thing to say right now cuz like I mean like we like I watch I watch American football, right? Like we all I've had like we've had people on the Eagles that have been divas. I mean, Tio is like probably one of the biggest divas we've ever had. And yeah, like he was there for like a year, two years and like gone. But did we like having him on the team? Oh, yeah. Like, and it was great. And there was some like really awesome moments. So it's like one of those things where they could go either way with it. Right. Like they could they could have him be like, you know, this like a Jamie type character was just like fucking un- insufferable. But he scores goals. So yeah, we like, can't be too mad. Like he's on our team. Like, good thing he's not on the other team. It would be uh, so tropey for him to be the guy that comes in and like turns the locker room dynamics upside down. I don't think he's gonna like me personally I don't think he's gonna stay at Richmond 
I think um, I think but, two or three games. Yeah, I don't think he. I I don't think he's there very long. Um, I I don't. I can't really tell you exactly what will happen. I mean, because like, but yeah, it is. It is that tropey thing. But again, it all depends on like what goes down with. Oh, Jamie, I hope he breaks like, his leg in the first game. They might. He Damn. Like, that would, <laughs> no, that would be funny. Like, big she's, deal. She's, and she's gone like, Tanya Yeah, June's yeah. like, I hope he gets paralyzed. Like think about like this hype, right? Like, oh my god, we got Zava, we got Zava. And then like the first play of the game, he she's breaks his god. leg. And then it's god. like Okay. Um, but well, then yeah. moving on. <laughs> so, and like that, that would be fine. That would be fine. Um, that would be funny. You know, and and Jamie, like, who knows where Jamie, like, you know, I I think Jamie is <clears throat> definitely going to be feel threatened. But yeah, I don't know if he's gonna like. I w- I feel like he at this point he should be protecting the you know the the sanctity of like the team spirit or whatever. Um, but I also like, I do, there's like parts of me that like, I still want to see that like asshole part of him though, like that I'm missing. So I, I, I want that to be a part of it as well. Like, I don't know. Like, I just, you know, like I hate, like he's such a good player that we're not getting to see that like superstar level from him like right now. And um, that's part of what makes Jamie like a great character is trying to balance that like arrogance with like the team spirit part mm-hmm. of it. Um, and I want to see more of that. So if, if that, if Zava brings that, that no, okay, great. Like let's, let's do it. But you know, it's, it's just, I can't, we don't see it yet. So not really sure about that. Um, yeah, the Rebecca Rupert stuff, like, oh, like, it's just, it's so annoying, because, like, I thought we were over that with the funeral episode, when her mom, mm-hmm. like, says the thing about, like, you know, like, the only thing you do with those people is just be nice, because they don't know what to do with it, or whatever, and so, like, I thought that was going to be the end of, like, the Rupert shit, aside from, like, the West Ham stuff, like, that's fine, like, whatever. But like, but, like, him I, saying undercutting things, right? Like, that it still affects her, like, just as much yeah, as it like, always and has. And he can do, like, they can write him that way, right? Because he is that way. And it was really funny, Paul, that you mentioned the the um, the um office last week. Because then this week when he was, like, going back in the tunnel, like, his, his like, his jacket was, like, billowing. And I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, nice. he's so the fucking Epper right now. Like, he so is. <laughs> like, I just, I was laughing so hard at that point when he was walking out of the tunnel. I was, uh, like, ah, I, was I was so happy. I was, I was so happy that other people like in the leftover army picked up on that. Yeah, that, that was a great, you, you nailed it right on the head with that, with the office, how that was done. That was, really oh my God, funny. someone just needs to like, Make a picture of Nate, but as Darth Maul. <laughs> oh, like I, a really I, shitty version of Darth Maul. Like well, not, there's like only, not a, I can make a, there's can only make a two. <laughs> there's only two. I can make a shitty version. <laughs> so the, the, master master the Apprentice. 
Did I print this? Oh um, my god, uh, the pre-make. Like, like you keep saying the like. At first, I'm like, oh, you're talking about the office to show. I, I I did enjoy when uh he's like, oh, you know, like oh she she watched the office, so she wants to move. Oh, the British, you know to England, yeah. and he's like he's like you mean Scranton, Pennsylvania? And she's like, no, there's also also mm-hmm. a British one, and he's like, oh yeah, I forgot you guys did a pre-make. Here. <laughs> Yeah, that was a good joke. That was a good joke. I agree yeah. with you, Paul, with the the Hallmark movies. Yeah, the Hallmark movie really was fun too. They really suck. Good. They kept. But they're kind of great. Yeah, it kept going, but it wasn't. It it like extended the joke just enough where it didn't get annoying. Like it was like perfect. Like it was perfectly, perfectly done. Um, the Christmas tree salesman, or a prince, or sometimes Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, which is so accurate. It's so absolutely accurate that I can't even like argue with it. Um, but yeah, so like there were some good funny moments. Uh, you know, Danny says "fuck you, Trent Cram." That was that was fucking hilarious. Fuck off, Trent Cram. Uh, <laughs> he's like, no, you can't talk to him. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, like hello, Trent Cram. He's, he's such a puppy. I love it. I love Danny. Um, and yeah, so I don't know. Like uh, it's. Like it's real. I, I don't. Did I? Did I also write the first episode of Chris? So I'm real, like not knowing how I feel about um, this season. But like we were kind of, we were comparing it to Shrinking as we were wrapping up Shrinking, and it really, oh, man, that it's so. The, the way that they write Lasso is so much more fluffy than a show like mm-hmm. shrinking and it's like hi it's like it's andor like, the mandalorian it kind of is just just actually it's exactly you know what thank you you know Paul, thank you oh, that, that is exactly funny, that is exactly what this is like oh my god <laughs> you did that to me Paul. You I'm so baby. sorry. You tossed it off <laughs> there. You <laughs> betrayed right me, Paul. Oh no! I just Man. scar. I I just became scar. <laughs> what have I done? What have I? Done? Oh man, I have to add so much more to the amends. Now. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> but yes, you're right about Rebecca, though. Like I. You know, I thought that that funeral, I mean, the funeral episode from the second season, I mean, that was like one of the, I mean, that was one of the best episodes, you know, commercially and critically. Like, I mean, it, that was one of the ones nominated for um, an Emmy last year. So it, yeah, like this, they, they had, written. she had closure on it. Like she had, <sighs> she ended up having closure on the whole Rupert thing. So I was yes. kind of, I don't. I find it jarring that it, she's still so wrapped up in that. Man, you know, like... Like, I uh, could see her, from, like, wanting to beat him, right? Like, that that I can see. But not in the, the only thing she cares about. The, yeah, the thing that I don't like is that... Because she could have done most of that speech that she did in the urinal. She could have done that at any point And for a different reason. Like, she could have just been like, look, I'm so fucking sick of everybody trying to kiss your ass like like she didn't even have to bring like she didn't have to bring any of that baggage like with her Mm-mm. you know like she could have just been like you know like i'm so sick of it like i don't i don't know why everybody thinks you're good so good 
you know, when you're clear, like, when you're clearly not, like, because blah, 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 blah. Oh, and, she the, her, and the reason is, what does she have to lose, right? Like, by talking, yeah, yeah, like, by well, being okay, straight with like, him. Like, he doesn't come, yeah, like, he doesn't, he doesn't come to the team. Okay, whatever. Like, dude, yeah, she, she wasn't going to anyway. Who cares? And just having that confidence, you know, to realize that and being like, fine, I'm going to go do this. Um, I don't know. I think I just, I want to see more with Rebecca. We just you know, don't want her to be reduced to her relationship. That's all. Exactly. A hundred percent. But like, I would like ex- to see what it, well, what is she, what else does she do? I mean, honestly, like she probably has to interact with the other foot, like the other club owners. Right. Like, what is that Ooh. like? We might see that, yeah, but like, but I, I just got to say like from, from a little, like from experience, and I think they're like in year two, Man, there was some times where I thought everything was good and I would just get like a little thing where I would just then dig a fucking tunnel in spite of my ex. So like a little bit of I get I get like those raw emotions like fuck this guy like you think you're good now like fuck you like oh when he said that thing of like oh I was just like a man like I got bored with it like oh you're a piece of shit dude. Yeah I mean that was a shitty thing to say it really was. So I get a little bit of it. I, I do. I do get a little bit of it. I, you know, I, 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 and I hear what, like, I definitely agree. Like, like Rebecca has shown how powerful she is. Like, let's not, let's not just make Rupert the whole thing. And maybe this is mm-hmm. leading up to like a learning experience for her. Maybe she's going to have a heart to heart with Keely, you know, because Keely's now the new Ted Lasso. Like, in, in my opinion, she's, she's the natural source of, of optimism. And, Which, and then she's and she's gonna struggle to keep that because because again like like Jess said I don't want it to be where like she's a success like right off the bat like she needs to struggle you know like it you know like it can't kind of like how Ted has been struggling you know yeah, yeah. so and what do, was your um, question yeah I want to know this oh my no my question is like okay so Trent Grimm purposely. Yeah. You know, he gave up his source on the Ted Lasso article. He got fired. He's like, I wanted to get fired because he wants to do something else. And then something else is like writing a book about Richmond. Um, like, I don't know. I'm curious. Like, where, what? I wonder where he wants to go with this because he's like, there's a story there, and I kind of, I'm kind of like, but you kind of already wrote the story, you know. Mm-hmm. Here's I think this you want outsider from America coming in, blah, blah blah. Like he's, you know, not, you know, he's different in everything. You know, like he's very uncharacteristic of what typical managers are and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And then well, you're gonna positively. hate me. You're gonna hate so, me, so June. You know, I'm just like, <laughs> so I don't know though. I'm like, so what is the story that he wants to tell? Is it about Ted? Is it about the team itself? Like, it's about it's about Ted overcoming all the odds and them winning this year. Yeah. Them taking the whole fucking thing. Yeah, I agree. Hmm. Like that's where my head went. It, I it, mean. Because I, I do think so. His focus is Ted. Then, like what I was saying, is the focus on going to be mostly on Ted, or just on the team in general? I think it's the environment that Ted Lasso has brought, and I yeah. think he's going to use his own personal story. Like, like I was this guy. I was this guy that would just rip apart soccer or football players. Like I ripped apart a seventeen-year-old. 
I was I had my mindset that this guy was gonna suck, and then he blew me away at a dinner, and I saw what he did with the team. He created this whole open. He just created this whole new environment in this locker room and it's now it's bleeding onto the field with success. Like the Ted Lasso way. Yeah. I think it's going to be more of like, if you wrote a book on like the triangle offense that like, you know, that Tex Johnson or, and, and Phil Jackson did like kind of like that whole mentality. Like Ted's definitely the catalyst, but I think it's more about the culture of. Yeah. Yeah, like, oh, this is what, you know, what he, what he's fostering in the locker room, you know. Or it could be a complete hit job. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I hope it doesn't go Uh, that way. Yeah, I mean, I I, I tend to, I tend to agree with you, because, like, especially, like, if this is truly the last like season that just seems like the way that they would go with the ending like oh here's the book yeah it's gonna give all of us diabetes at the end with how sugar yeah, it is <laughs> <laughs> i need insulin what she's, the fuck she's gonna get out her crowbar i don't know what it is i maybe it is just me like I, maybe these are not bad episodes i just no you know it's it fucking it's not it's, it's fucking Andor. No. <laughs> it is Andor. Andor. Oh, I'm never watching it now. <laughs> no, so here's the thing. So it's been two years since we've had Ted Lasso, right? Yeah. And think yeah. about, I mean, it's like, it is. And we do say, like, every year, it's even, every year brings more content, right? So we have this two-year gap. And then I think there's just been really really good television in those intervening two years you know like i think the distance for me at least in between seasons it hasn't done any favors for me i'm gonna piggyback on you when you're done june i just i mean like that's basically i mean i mean i mean that's it i mean i kind of i want so maybe it's just me well and and think about when this show debuted summer of 2020 we're at home we we are away from people like everyone's trying to come to like we're seeing so much positivity online people are cheering for nurses people are putting like uh handprints on their windows so when you take a walk like everyone's being so nice and now we're three years removed and we're all back at each other's throats like ted mm-hmm. lasso debuted at the Ted Lasso came with the positivity we were all completely searching for that we needed. And then we get hit with this reality, this reality check of shit, dude, that positivity goes away, but here's Ted Lasso still giving it. And it's almost kind of like a resentful thing. Like how can we have this positivity right now? Like, like at least for me, I'm not speaking for every, I'm not speaking for anybody, but, but myself, it's kind of my truth thing, thing right now. But it's like, this is kind of becoming redundant. Like I got the I got the hype train of the positivity when this came out because I needed it. But mm-hmm. now this isn't the way the world's working right now. In fact, it's like we have almost become worse. Like society's become worse since all of this debut. Mm-hmm. Like like we are even more at each other's throats. Like like we're finding yeah. any way to hate each other. And here's this mustache motherfucker telling me to believe. What is there to believe? Like, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I'm done. And with that, I'll pass. <laughs> I'm so, out. so again, but I'm I mean, out. what I'm guessing is, so maybe it's, I guess maybe it's me. Maybe I just, yeah, I, I mean, two years is a long time in between shows these days. And Oh, I hate when people say there's nothing good on TV, because you're right, June, so much content out. Like, I mean, and I know it's not the same kind of comedy, but in those two years, we had two seasons of White Lotus, which is just, it's a masterpiece of a show. You know, and it's and like then, negative, like it's a negative type of comedy. But I mean, it's a negative type of comedy, <laughs> but like it is, it's such a fucking masterpiece of a show. Oh, you know, I'm there with you. I love that show. And then, you know, fucking The Last of Us that just ended. Holy shit. Yeah, that was a neat like that, So, so good. Like, I mean, but even before that, I mean, you had The Boys season three, Stranger Things season four. You had so much good shit. Um, I haven't watched it, but, you know, the last season of Better Call Saul. Reboot. <laughs> oh, yeah, the reboot show. That, I mean, you have so much content that is that came out in those two years. Succession season three. Um, the so, Godfather yeah. show. Yeah, I'm just naming shows now. You're it, making but I'm just saying, shows. like, it or Yellow Jackets is another one. Like, there's just, it, it, and so, yeah, I just maybe... Maybe my maybe my brain stretched too thin. Mayor of East Town. Yeah, there you go. Get one. So, God, man, this is a bad real band. Now, now we're thinking the show's better than what we watched. I know. <laughs> well, hey, Severance was one of those shows. Severance, Severance was one of those. those trying. Was a fantastic show. The morning show. <laughs> I cannot wait Foundation. for that to come back so I can hate watch it. <laughs> I couldn't. Oh, I, I couldn't finish that episode episode. of Foundation that we watched. Um, oh, God. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> what about Invasion? Where? Oh my God! I forgot about that show. <laughs> the show is so stupid. The show is so fucking stupid. We watched that whole season. Why I did we watched. Do that? I watched the pilot of that show in uh, the Minnesota. In the Minnesota airport, waiting for a connecting flight to go uh-huh. see Jess. Why did we watch? Um, we thought man. it was going to be a cool sci-fi Sam Neill show that he died. I know, but we kept watching it, it though. That was the thing. Like it's just like that Ryan Felipe show that they hyped up on ABC. Yeah, like Big Sky. Like, oh, Ryan Felipe's back. Wow, he's dead. Yeah, he's not back. It's, he he got shot. Over. It's over. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think you both are kind of right. Like, you know, it's a saturation of shows, and um, and it's just, and the world is more dire than when we got Lasso first. So I think it's, I think it's kind of like a combination of both, because it's, because you- it's still, because like Lasso, because like the the. The times, the episodes that we've had, we especially in season two that we just went over, that we we all connected to the most, were like the times that he was like having his breakdown and talking to Doctor Sharon. So it was like those like down to earth, like this is real world, like not when he's just out in the clouds, like oh everything yeah. works out, you know, like it's like oh everything can work out if we can get that like shitty stuff on the way. Yeah, give me more of him having a 
give me more of him having a panic attack outside a karaoke bar. Like, right. well, we're go- we're going to though because there is that shot where he's the, the, the he's clenching the knuckles, yeah, in the yeah. in the trailer. So mm-hmm. something's gonna happen. I mean, I don't know if it's gonna be if it's gonna lead to anything, but we'll get something. Do you know what a <laughs> sad? <laughs> do you know what a sad sign for me is? Is every like first first two episodes, first two seasons when the show was over, I'm like, God damn it, dude! I I need the new one right now. I don't feel that way after these last two episodes. Like, I'm not yeah. itching for it. When, when, when shrinking ended last week, I'm like, God damn it, dude. Like I need this dropped right now. Like, I know. Right. Like I'm like, going <laughs> on pirate Bay trying to fuck Like I got, dude, when I, I got my realized, identity stolen. <laughs> I know when I realized I hadn't watched the new shrinking, I was like, Oh, like if I, like I lit up, I was like, Oh, the new shrinking. Like I can watch it now. <laughs> yes. I know. Like, okay, like, oh my god, no, the wait, oh my god, well, no, with The Last of Us, though, like, remember how, um, Super Bowl weekend, um, they didn't want to compete with the Super Bowl, so they dropped that episode on On a Friday, Friday. but then you had to wait an extra like three days. Next one, I remember, Uh like, I was like, this is so fucking long and because that was a show where it was like it, it every time it ended i was like I, I next one now i need the next one and so that the super bowl weekend those extra days added to the wait time i was so frustrated i was so yeah. angry oh. <laughs> at first you're happy you're like yeah we're getting it early and then you're like god no. damn it no <laughs> by like tuesday i was like Oh my God, it's still so long until the next last of us. Yep. But yeah, well, so I think with I think that, that's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, let's wrap it up. Next, yeah, yeah, yeah. Next, next week, week, we've got uh, Ted Lasso, we've got episode three, four, five, one. Richmond adjusts to an exciting change where for Jamie has reservations and Ted learns there is something new going back, uh, going on back in Kansas. Why did they bring it like that? Going on back in Kansas as well. That was that. Whoever wrote that summary sucks. (laughs) Gonna say that That was really hard to read. I was like, so he's gonna find out his ex-wife is sleeping with somebody. Yeah, I think he already knows that. Yeah, but I, I think it's gonna. I think a label's gonna be there, like, oh, you know what, yeah, Ted, like, we're dating. Yeah, and he's around your son. Yeah, and it's gonna Wee. add to the. I need to get home. Yeah. And Beard is gonna be like, yeah, but I'm gonna stay. Mm. And it's gonna be. be what the fuck? Um, quick <laughs> question. Actually, yeah, no, quick. I should ask this during the thing. Um, but for when it does come out, are we going to toss Tetris into a main event? Yes. Yes. I think that's a, a good idea. Whoever said yes first, I love you. That was June. Yes. <laughs> June, well, I always love June. I always love both of you. Right. Hey, thanks. <laughs> well, fine. <laughs> I, still mi- I still mean it, but... <laughs> I don't know what to say here. <laughs> well, I mean, tone of voice when I say it. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Love you so much, Jess. Are we still recording? You're my. Uh, yeah, just gonna hit you with our contact info. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>
perfect no, ending. Hang on, Jeff. Jess, do you have yeah. any, are you do you have any desire to see the new Shazam movie at all? Hang on, for some reason, it's not let me end the I call. Mean, if you want to or spoil whatever you want. <laughs> this has been Apple to Oranges, an Apple TV Plus original review show. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash apple to oranges. Send us an email at apple to oranges pod at gmail.com or tweet us at at ATO underscore pod on Twitter. Thank you for listening. See you next time.